0: the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up? What's up, everyone? It's your girl DJ Alpha Whiskey, known for controlling the airwaves and the airwaves each and every Thursday on my show, Flight Risk, on WYSR 91.7. And I'm hanging out with your girl, Ina Esco, on Verbally Effective Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Marvin Stockwell. I'm a podcaster at Champions of the Lost Causes on the OAM Network, and I hope you'll check out the show. I'm hanging with Ina Esco here on the Verbally Effective Podcast. What's happening everybody, I'm Jeremy Pierre, and I'm verbally effective because I believe in Memphis.
0: Jeremy Pierre comes to the Bluff City from the Crescent City, where he was prepped at the storied St. Augustine High School. Continuing his education in the city of New Orleans, he graduated from Xavier University of Louisiana with a Bachelor of Arts degree in Mass Communication Broadcast Concentration. Jeremy launched his reporting career as an intern at NBC affiliate WDSU Channel 6. After working in his hometown, he then went on to become a general assignment reporter at KNOE in Monroe, Louisiana. News has always been a passion for Jeremy, and he strives to produce fair, accurate, and balanced stories. He particularly enjoys sharing stories from the community he serves. Jeremy is a member of Omega sci Phi Fraternity and the National Association of Black Journalists. He serves as a mentor in NABJ's high school journalism program. In 2013, he was named MABJ Region Vice Student Journalist of the Year, and he was the first recipient of the Ted Houseclaw Journalism Excellence Award in the NABJ Multimedia Short Course. A musician at heart, a drummer, Jeremy feels right at home in Memphis, and he is excited to share the stories of people from the area. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective podcast. Um, You know, so much has been going on in our world and society. And I'm so glad that I have my guest today to speak on it because that's what he does. He is a reporter slash anchor with Fox 13 Memphis. And we're going to jump into his story. But before we do that, I want to remind you to head on to my social media platforms and click on that link because of course, right now we are selling the Ivy multimedia merch. We got hoodies, we got tees. And of course, Masks are mandated now. So we got your verbally effective, a difficult beauty, and Ivy Multimedia Masks. And I've partnered with the Henry brothers that are from Memphis, fresh and chase on those masks. So you know they look good, they fashionable. And durable, so make sure you click the link in my bio. Let's get started with Mr. Jeremy pierre of Fox 13 Memphis. How are you, Jeremy?
1: Oh Lord, you say my name so Memphis.
0: <laughs> I always say I'm oh, Memphis when I say it. How are you Jer- supposed to say it,
1: Jeremy? Jer- Jeremy.
0: Jeremy. How do you say it, Jeremy?
1: Jeremy.
0: Jeremy. Is that how they say All it in right. New Orleans?
1: Yeah, Jeremy. But let me get it
0: right let me get it right how you doing today
1: I'm I'm great I'm great oh look got folk calling me but I'm great I'm I'm blessed and highly favored I'm glad to be here with you today
0: yes and I'm so glad that you have joined me today I see you're at the house and not in these streets what's going on
1: well you know just a rest and relaxation you know uh, basically getting my body better um I had a had a, a little short stint of a illness, you know, that Rona.
0: You but had I'm the Rona. Better. Oh Yeah, a wow. little bit of
1: it. A little bit of it. A little bit of it. But it's all good. It's all good. We 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 getting better day and day. So when y'all see me on the street, y'all ain't gotta run from me.
0: Oh wow. Well I'm glad you're feeling better because so many people are affected with COVID-19 right now. And, you know, from what I'm hearing, we haven't even seen the worst. Is that what you're hearing?
1: Yeah, not even the worst uh, has hit us yet. Um, So, obviously, everyone needs to stay masked up, social distance, you know. Look, I had one lady come up to me one time and try to hug me maybe maybe four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. I jumped away from her. I was like, get back. I was like, get back. Tell her, get back
0: you know so it it seems like that's kind of hard now when you're so used to i guess you know being a people person and you probably do hugs often and now you can't do hugs you know what i'm saying mm, oh you don't do mm, hugs mm, often mm, (laughs) mm, mm, (laughs) mm, mm. okay well
1: you know you know but i you know dapping up your homeboys or whatnot you can't do that no more you know you got to come with the elbow. So it's a lot different. It's a lot different.
0: Okay. Well, Jeremy, I want you to let the verbally effective uh podcast audience know exactly, you know, where you're from and where you grew up because you're not from Memphis.
1: Not from Memphis. No, I'm not from Me- Let it be known. Repeat that. I'm no, not from Memphis. It's not
0: from the M.
1: <laughs> no, I am from New Orleans, Louisiana, the Seven ward of New Orleans. Um, went to St. Augustine High School. If you don't know about St. Augustine High School, uh, Google it. It's a historic high school, all male, black high school. Wow. Um, it, it, it's a uh, Catholic, and so we, we have a lot of uh, history behind that high school. If you watch football, I'm sure you know of the Honey Badger. I used to bully the Honey Badger. I'm sure you know of Leonard Fournette. I used to bully Leonard Fournette. So... um <laughs> Went to high school with a lot of uh, great guys. They are doing awesome things, even the guys that came before me. Uh, Went on to uh, Xavier University of Louisiana. Got my degree um, in mass communications with a concentration in broadcast journalism. Xavier University is the best HBCU. Even though we don't have a football team, we're in the best city in America, the number one party city. So they made Definitely. a difference. Yes, indeed, <laughs> it made a difference.
0: Wow. Okay, so let's back up a little bit during your days at Saint Augustine, um, and you said it's an all-boy school. How was that going to an all-boy school? Because you know, you seem it has somewhat of a few mag daddy vibes. I'm not sure, but how did you handle that going to Saint Augustine? Uh, See,
1: here's the thing: you got to know about Saint Aug. Um, <laughs> but but girls were always at the back gate waiting for us to get oh, out. Oh, so, is that what
0: it is? Okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, everybody say, you know, you hear the the guys talking about, man, I, I can't go to the all boys. school. I it hear was that. Crazy. A
0: lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: was crazy. You know, we were taught by a majority of our teachers were black males. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is, we we grew that respect for that 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 male figure you know many of many of the the brothers at St. Aug didn't have fathers. I grew up in a two-parent home. So I had a father and I knew how to respect a man. Um and then you know we had corporal punishment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So um I yeah, so I may have told my age but we had corporal punishment <laughs> at St. Augustine up until 2012, I believe. Wow. So I mean that paddle was uh heavily used. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, you just grew a, a sense of discipline um, at St. Ogg. So, I, I mean, I again, I hear it all the time. Man, I couldn't go to no all-boys school. hmm Okay. The girls gonna be at the gate. <laughs> but, you know, you go to the co-ed school, the co-ed public school, the girls at your school coming to our school. So, Boom. Boom. And, it, and it's just like... <laughs> It's just like really? you have you, you have conversations um um with with guys and you know um I had a younger brother not so close in age make five years different but we didn't we didn't have a lot in common growing up so it was good to be around other um boys that, that thought like you and would yeah. do the same crazy things you did so
0: yeah wow so what type of activities were you involved in at Saint Aug?
1: Uh, played basketball two years, um, was in speech and debate um, all, th- uh, well, maybe three years, sophomore year, was in campus ministry all four years. Um, also, I played in the band one year, played in the jazz ensemble two years, uh, and that's about it, but
0: wow, you were barely- most
1: important. Oh yeah, you got to stay busy. You know, I don't mind as a devil's workshop. So.
0: Yeah, wow. So how did you make the decision to attend Xavier? How did that come about?
1: Well, well, I got to stop you there. Okay. You say that name again?
0: Oh Lord, he gonna get me right on this too. Xavier.
1: Yeah, no, Xavier. Look, we always go. no matter who we are.
0: <laughs> Xavier. We stop
1: you. Xavier. 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 Yeah.
0: Xavier, the best h b c u Tell
1: me yes. about that. So Xavier, uh, believe it or not, I'm probably the fourth or fifth person in my family to go to Xavier. Uh everybody that went to Xavier became doctors. Wow. Except me. You didn't want to follow in those footsteps? No. I, I look, I'm not I I didn't like school. I didn't like school. Why not? uh, Why not? You know, it's just I didn't like sitting in a classroom when I could have been having fun. You know, uh, I believe it was one class um, that I had. I think it was philosophy. And, you know, we got open container laws. Well, we have no open container laws in New Orleans. And so, you know, before that class, I would go to the daiquiri shop and get my daiquiri and put it in a in a uh, white-style foam cup, make it look like I got it out the cafeteria. And mm-hmm. I would just sip and fall asleep. Wow, wow. In philosophy. philosophy. Luckily, I made it out of that class with a C. Luckily. So, luckily.
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: how. Interesting. And uh, what's crazy, uh, my mom didn't even believe I was graduating until mm-hmm. – I didn't believe I was graduating until two weeks before, maybe three, maybe three weeks before graduation.
0: Well, you made it. You made it. And, yeah, I made uh, it. <laughs> I heard you say that you majored in mass communication. So, yeah. you know, and I also heard you say at St. Aug that you were in speech and debate. So is that what mm-hmm. prepared you for that major at Xavier?
1: Uh, No, actually, my first major at Xavier happened to be um, marketing. Marketing, business marketing, because um, uh, believe it or not, my favorite movie growing up was Boomerang, and oh, I wanted man. to be like I wanted to be like Marcus Graham. <laughs> so, wow, but, you know when it comes that's actually my minor, uh, marketing, so and okay. entrepreneurship. So, uh, but no, I I found the communications ordeal because my mom um, happened to be good friends with Ed Bradley. Um The
0: Ed Brantley. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um actually she was the one that pointed me towards the communication um idea. Because mm-hmm. you know, you, she always said you got the gift of gab, you could talk yourself out of anything. You know, I said, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's I checked it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I checked it out and um made that
0: my uh made that my uh, my major. Okay. Wow. And so, let's say, you know, you said you you couldn't believe you graduated. You graduated from Xavier. What was next for Jeremy?
1: Um, well, at, while in school, I got a job as an associate producer at WDSU, the NBC affiliate, um, in New Orleans. Um, and also, I participated in uh in a little a little business uh party promoting business. Um, and we made a a lot of money with that, um, mainly, um, touching a a generation of folks, uh, who are now old now,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: (laughs) we're maybe hitting 40, uh, and a lot of us are in the beginning stages of our thirties. I'm in the beginning stages of my thirties. I'll be 32 in January. Um, and so I did that and then, um, once I graduated, started looking for on air jobs. Uh, once I graduated December, 2000, um, December, 2012, looking for on air jobs. And so found an on air job in the beginning stages of 2013. Um, yeah, beginning stages of 2013 and started my on air experience, my on air career, um, in 2013. I haven't looked back since. Okay. Got a, my first job was in Monroe, Louisiana,
0: Monroe. which
1: actually is a, a great city okay. for a 22-year-old.
0: Okay. And how close is that to New Orleans? Monroe. Um,
1: mm, and I ain't close at all. Okay. About, four, about four hours. Okay. About four and a half hours. Yeah. So,
0: so you started your career um on air in Monroe. Tell me about that and uh did you go through any challenges um you know while starting your career in this media game? Uh,
1: my, uh, no doubt. Um for sure. You know, uh when you talk about being on air, you have to find this personality, this this uh character, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people tell me you're not from New Orleans because you I don't hear the accent. I could turn the accent on and off. I had to work to lose the accent. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had a no no lie, I had a uh, college professor um at Xavier. My mother would call it Xavier because we, you know, it's so <laughs> bougie. But um I had a college professor who told me uh I would never be on TV, anyone's TV. I wouldn't work because of on the air. accent. Because of the accent and you know, just a certain dialect. Uh, you know. they always make a joke of people from New Orleans. We could pronounce tra- chop but we can't say Earl or Oil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or or er- we say orange instead of orange and um
0: Do you I used, say I a, do you say she?
1: I never heard that must be something from Southwest Southwest Louisiana.
0: Cause my people are from Lafayette. Uh, Some are in New Orleans, mm-hmm. Baton Rouge.
1: Yeah, that's what they, they always say like. Yes,
0: Sha, Menoa, and all that mm-hmm. broken French and all mm-hmm. of
1: that. <laughs> that's Southwest. That's the. That's an hour and a half away. That
0: ain't mm-hmm. you, okay?
1: That ain't nah. We 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 call each other baby. Whoa,
0: baby. You know,
1: yeah. Yes. Say whoa, you know. Okay. So. Um, and she told me that, and, uh, you know, I had to spend a lot of money and spend a lot of time with, uh, with a mentor, you know, Norman Robinson, it's probably the voice of New Orleans. I mean, he's a legendary anchor in the city. Um, and I had a pleasure of working under him as an associate producer, but getting my first job, that was the, that was the, the, um, the challenge and understanding, I've never had a problem working under deadline. Never had a problem with that. But it was just perfection. You know, I, beginning of my career, you want to, well, beginning of anyone's career, you want to be perfect, perfect. Uh, and I had to throw that to hell because you're not, not going to be perfect. You know, even right now, um, it's going to be, what, um, eight years for me. In in February, being on air six in six in Memphis, and one in Shreveport, and another in Monroe. So wow. it's, it's 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 never going to be perfect, and I tell anybody, stop aiming to be perfect, because that just ain't gonna happen, you know. Right.
0: Right. Okay, Jeremy, so you said, you know, you learned the fact that you have to stop aiming for perfection, and I understand that because with my dealings with radio, that's something that we strive for in media, and the media has changed so much over the years with technology, just with content, with social media. How has social media impact what you do?
1: Oh, I well, you know, for, from a professional standpoint, I think social media is awesome, um, because especially in my profession, because it gives people uh, a better way to to learn who you are. I mean, um, we had a conversation, and I know a lot of people in news. Look, I go to NABJ every year. And, you know, sometimes I got to tell the brothers – relax you know what I'm saying the sisters <laughs> hey relax you know calm down you know for the most part a lot of people you know they have a hard time when they go into these communities especially in Memphis because they don't they come off as though they're scared of their own people you know Yeah. and you know I think social media gives uh, a great way for people who have Facebook who have Instagram who have Twitter uh, who have a uh, Snapchat to to see what you do off the clock. And to right. see that, you know, um like I every Friday I do something called Pull Up Friday. On my, on my work
0: Friday. Poe up Friday. Poe up. Oh Pull Okay, Poe.
1: Okay. Poe <laughs> po Up Friday. On okay. my on my this is on my work Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And understanding that, you know, everybody had they like to enjoy the end of the week. And 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 you know, I like a good libation. I'm sure everybody does, you know, so I think it's great.
0: Right. And um wow. You know what I also hear that you uh, you know, you mentioned Poet Friday, but I heard you cut up on your Facebook page a little bit more. And that's something that, you know, we kind of talked about earlier with News broadcasters, um, I've noticed with maybe a few of my former guests, they can be a little more reserved and, you know, they share, but definitely not overshare. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, I, I, I have boundaries. You got boundaries. I have boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But you know what, Jeremy? I know everyone wants to hear, you know, how did you get to Memphis? And when you got to Memphis, you know did you have any preconceived notions about what you were getting into and when you finally got here what did you think
1: well for sure um when i when i happened to be looking for jobs uh 6 years ago and um at that point in time i had a i didn't have an agent per se i had a lawyer who who helped me in contract negotiations you know what i'm saying um and so On my list happened to be five cities that I wanted to go to. Either I was going to go back home to New Orleans, which I'm so thankful I didn't. Um, Little Rock, which is kind of boring. Louisville, which is okay. And uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Jackson, Mississippi, and Memphis. Memphis was uh, one, number one. Why is that? um, Basically basically because it's a, it's a great city, uh, not too large, not too large. And when I say not too large, even though it's one of America's top uh, 30 populous cities, um, it's, it's a, it's, it has an NBA team. That was a, a, a great selling point. Um, also, we used to come to Memphis um, traveling with the Xavier basketball team. We used to come to Memphis all the time. To play LeMoyne Owen or we would travel through Memphis and go play Philander Smith Mm -hmm.
0: or we would catch
1: or we no, you know what I think it was we came to LeMoyne Owen but Mm -hmm. we would go to Philander Smith come back through Memphis and go to Talladega College Mm -hmm. and so um, we always I always passed through here we always stopped here I said man this is it's just great you know it you know i think memphis and new orleans are similar when it comes to culture um we are more like a gumbo pot and memphis is more like a uh mm,
0: <laughs> get it right
1: <laughs> like, a, <laughs> it. like like a, a catfish fry with spaghetti boom <laughs> <laughs> which i don't understand catfish <laughs> would be the main well, well no spaghetti would be the main dish and Catfish would be the side, but, but have you y'all, converted, y'all, converted?
0: Have you converted to the no, catfish spaghetti I w- combo? I w- no, I w- so, I, well,
1: no, we 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 do that, but we don't put spaghetti with catfish in New Orleans. We do, you know, peas, macaroni, you know, carbs, potato honey, salad. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> but no, Memphis, Memphis was cool, and I and look, I'm glad I came because you know the people here, um, though they are. They are welcoming, but they're just like the folks in New Orleans. They can be rough when you first meet them, but then you just gotta show. well, Hell, I could be rough too. It's right, good. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Then they say we got. We, okay, we got a little something in common. You know, I think it was. You know what I love about this city—the grit and grind. I came here uh, toward the end of the grit and grind with the Grizzlies, but that grit and gr- that describes the city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It really describes the city.
0: Wow. And you've been here about 6 years now, is it?
1: Yep. So 6 you, years. So
0: you've made Memphis pretty much your home and you... uh, it is
1: it's definitely a home away from home.
0: Okay, a home away from home. How often do yeah. you go home? Um, well,
1: before COVID, I used to get home probably every quarter. Um yeah. Definitely for homecoming. Maybe uh, sneak down there for a Saints game, maybe one mm-hmm. or two Saints games. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely Christmas and uh, Mardi Gr- Zulu ball. I, I'm not yes. big on Mardi Gras because, you know, people from New Orleans, we get out of Mardi Gras. We mm-hmm. we don't technically do it um, or live for it. But uh, definitely uh, Zulu ball a couple of other parades, uh, Orpheus, Bacchus. and I'm Deniway. hearing
0: that accent coming up <laughs> when you talk about yeah. New Orleans. I'm hearing that yeah. accent now. And you know what? You know, you said Memphis is like your home away from home, but you know, you're a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. You have your brothers here. Um, yeah,
1: I got a lot of them here.
0: <laughs> yes. So does that help you make the stay here much more, you know, enticing, hanging out with the bros? well you know building community
1: um, um i'm gonna be honest with you uh, the the brothers you know i i believe in having friends in different different areas you know i don't i don't just hang with news folk i rarely hang with news folk i'm more so with the bros and then other people i know and mm-hmm. the um oh. In, in the in the area, because my thing is, you can't if you want to be uh, um, um, a progressive and uh, impactful in your in your field, you got to have relationships outside of certain areas or groups where you're comfortable. Right. If that makes any sense,
0: gotcha. you know what
1: I'm saying. And I tell, I tell even I I think when it comes to folks like myself um and you know other media folk in news we get we we are shy and though granted i'm a shy person i'm a very
0: shy person really though
1: yeah okay i'm a shy person and so um understanding that you know with that shyness comes well i still want to be in the light still I still want you to know my name right? and I, I want you to remember me um and so and I think that comes you know a lot of a lot of us want to be uh, want to be someone else when I can't be anyone else because there's only one of me one edition it was made in 1989 and they ain't okay. make another one after me
0: all right me so,
1: <laughs> so I, and, and and that's that's where it comes with you know I think a lot of us a lot of people come to Memphis and they don't they they they, they fade away they're, they're not rememberable
0: right gotcha now jeremy i know you have things to do um but i definitely want to hit on this before we come to a close well, hold um, on. can
1: we come back to that close i yeah. got three minutes yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm
0: okay jeremy one of the things i wanted to ask you um as it relates to media um what has changed uh since the current administration has been in office? Because it it seems like, you know, the current administration has been questioning the integrity of our media. Um, How does that, you know, affect you and the way you do your job? How do you feel about it?
1: Well, I tell you this, the current administration, um, they have definitely made um, being a journalist extremely, extremely harder than it already was. Um, obviously, we have to uh, we have to dot all our I's and cross all our t's for sure. Because uh, the the term fake news, I actually hate that term. I hate it. And uh, somebody actually wrote on my Facebook page one time, or uh, fake news. They wrote fake news, and I blocked them um, because you're not going to come questioning the facts that I spent maybe two and a half months. Uh, researching and, and doing all that digging, and you're gonna question that for real. Mm-hmm. So, um, just dotting all our eyes and crossing our t's, making sure we don't miss anything. Because the, the the moment we miss anything, is the moment they gonna excuse me label us fake news. You know what I'm saying. So, that that's one thing that has changed, um, if if not already already. We have a we, we are we have to check all that all of all of our information get it confirmed and and whatnot. It's just um, this administration has um, taught us that we we got to be on it. We got to be one hundred percent. And like going back to perfect, <laughs> uh, they 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 have made it made it so that we have to be perfect. Yeah. We have to be when it comes to information.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so now have you ever had an, an uncomfortable situation while reporting the news because I, I see you out you know um in the memphis metropolitan area all the time uh reporting have you ever had an uncomfortable encounter with anyone or has anyone ever
1: has anyone ever I, I've,
0: I've seen um uh, a journalist get attacked live on air i don't know they it...
1: don't want to attack me
0: <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying any uncomfortable situations while reporting the news live on air. Because we see videos mm. online all the time. I, I think some of them may be fake though. Um
1: But well, I'm gonna be honest with you, and it's something uh Greg Coy told me. And matter of fact, Les Smith told me this. I don't know, you remember Les mm-hmm. Smith? Yeah, yeah, I let let I had an opportunity to work um maybe six months with Les before he retired. He always told me uh life. Everything in life should be a live shot. Everything in life. So everything I approach, I approach it as a live shot. So the so if it's uncomfortable for me by in front of behind the camera, it more than likely will be comfortable for me in front of the camera because again, I've approached everything as though it's a live shot. Gotcha. So um it was one time I heard I probably heard gunshots behind me one time. And I and people applauded me cuz I didn't flinch.
0: <laughs> mm. And it was just
1: like, "Well, I guess we'll be heading to there. We'll be heading there in <laughs> in, in a minute." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I said that on live TV. Y'all just heard that just like me, "We'll be heading there in just a few."
0: So. Yeah. Oh wow. Um
1: and I, and it, you know, I I guess you, you got to be comfortable in all types of situations. You know, um, you, I always say every day, you know, I, I haven't been given the spirit of fear. So, of course, anyone is going to be nervous, but fearful. Um, you just you got to You got to live every day. You know, um, I know some some of my colleagues have had uncomfortable situations on TV. And they have they have frozen up, and a lot of those uncomfortable situations have
0: uh, made them or broken them, you know.
1: So yeah,
0: wow. Now, where do you want to take your career with with news, Jeremy?
1: Uh, Let me see how far I can get in Memphis. (laughs) Let me see how far I can get in Memphis, Um, and then you know the 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 ultimate goal is to get to obviously. Um, maybe a bigger city um eventually but right now I'm 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 concentrating on what I have here in Memphis and I, I ain't going nowhere no time soon so yeah
0: yeah and you know just speaking on the news and the content you guys share it just seems like you know of course COVID is the main topic um that you guys are reporting on, of course, because it's affecting all of us. I heard today it says that Tennessee is the number one worst in the world state. Well, not in the world state, worst number one worst state for COVID transmission. That is mm-hmm. a hard pill to swallow. Tennessee well, number one. I I can I can be honest
1: with you, um, and let me be candid. I think it's 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 our cousins. That, 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 you know, Hey, uh, we're still trying to, we're still doing the, 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 the going out and, and nothing's wrong with going out. I go out. Um, but we're, we're not taking the social distancing serious. We're not taking the mask wearing serious. Um, we're not, we're, we're not taking the, the holidays serious. You know what I'm saying? What we, the changes the changes, um, to be honest with you, I don't go to large gatherings anymore. And and going back to how I contracted uh, COVID, you know, I got it from a funeral, and it was it was a, a good number of us that got got sick. Um, and it wasn't like I was going out, you know, you know, at a to a party or anything, but it was just, you know, I let my guard down and. Obviously we gotta keep our guard up. Yeah. We we have to keep our guard up. And um and I I know I've been hearing a lot of talk about folks not getting the COVID nineteen vaccine. You might want to think twice about it. Um especially, you know, participating in the, the trial. I know we got a trial going on here in um in Memphis at St. Jude, Johnson and Johnson. I would encourage a lot of us to participate in that you know are you participating well at the point in time i couldn't okay yeah i couldn't uh because i had it too Mm -hmm. so so, um but then again i plan to get the vaccine Mm -hmm. i plan to get the vaccine so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I, i just think that you know some people are a little bit um um, not too willing to take it because it hasn't been out on the market long. It hasn't, you know, been out there for a long trial run to see what the true side effects are. But, you know, if we haven't even seen the second wave, it's just so scary to even imagine what that will look like, you know? So right. I, I pray the vaccine is going to help a lot of people out uh, who contract. Wow. And how
1: we're doing interviews, we're doing more interviews like this.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: over Zoom, you know, true, um, and, and over FaceTime and all that rigmarole. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, you know, it's interesting.
0: A new way of life, our new normal, right? I hope not.
1: I hope we can, well, things will never go back to being what it was, you know, mm-hmm. but hopefully we can get a sense of normalcy back. You know, um, even even folks in nashville i it's not just here folks right. ain't taking it serious it's it's nashville too yeah you know so i mean i- i literally told uh i told my brother who i i go to visit in Nashville often that i'm not going to i'm not i wasn't going into a certain restaurant because i only i saw very few masks mm-hmm. you know so
0: yeah, it is what it is. Wow, okay, Jeremy. So, let me ask you this What do you like to do when you have a little downtime? How does Jeremy, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: rest and recharge? Or when you have downtime, what do you like to do in this COVID era?
1: In this COVID era, uh, I love to look at YouTube. Um, I told you I've been watching Kevin Samuels, I think that brother knows a lot. I know Kevin a lot of Samuel. women. Yeah, I know. You know, about your average at best. The, the brother that did that that went viral. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of women and men have, may may disagree, but he, he he I've been watching a lot of him. Also, I love uh, I love to um, look at. Believe it or not, I like to look at the news, but not here, not from here. I like to look at the news in other cities, um, understanding um art, just mastering my craft. Um. Other than that, uh, I'm not the I'm not the average guy. Yeah, I like to go to the gym. I like to go to the gym, and work out. No, uh, uh, actually, I I do I work out here, but I hate working out. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I guess. Mm, I don't know. You know, it's so much to do. It's so much to do in Memphis, yeah. even during COVID. Even during COVID, it's so much to do. Um, that's why you know. I always hear people say, Man, I can't I, I just wanna move away from Memphis. I want to move away from Memphis. It's like, uh you you're sure.
0: You're sure. <laughs> you sure know, You know because you know The grass ain't always what, greener on the other side, huh? What? well it, it could be greener, but the, high, the the water bill is higher. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, the water bill is higher. So that's
0: just true. like that. You know, if you but, get to a, a bigger market, yeah, it, it, things will definitely be, you know, higher that aspect. Right. <laughs> yes. you know, but that money might, what, you know, that money might drain know. up. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's why I told, I, I told John Morant, uh, when he first got to the city, I said, man, you, you, you're in a good city, man. Because, uh, one thing about it, you know, that rookie contract look a lot better in Memphis. So do." Than they do in in uh, in L A. True that. And,
0: That's true. And
1: even your max contract is gonna look a lot better. And I told Zion when I went home, I I had an opportunity to be in a media session with Zion when they first drafted him. We got matter of fact, we go to the same barbershop shop in New Orleans. And um, I told him, man, you could get you a nice house and and on the lake,
0: mm. and
1: you you be set. You yeah. you could be the king of New Orleans. Ja Moran could be the king of Memphis. Mm. You know, you know, K O M. Yo, Gadi who? <laughs> you know?
0: Wow, so, you know, that's so true, though. Um, when when you mentioned that New Orleans is kind of similar to Memphis in a lot of aspects, like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cost of living, medium income, things of that nature, they're they're kind of straddling the same line. So, I, right. I definitely understand that. Wow, what kind of music do you like, Jeremy?
1: I'm eclectic. Mm -hmm. I'm eclectic. Um, You know, I really got into, uh, well, first of all, I love juvenile. I don't care what nobody said. I love juvenile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like uh, classic juvenile. I can't stand Lil Wayne.
0: What? Why not?
1: Mm -hmm. Can't stand Lil Wayne.
0: Okay. Do you like him? uh, I like
1: young Lil Wayne.
0: Okay. I like. Yeah, I don't like, know where I, this new Lil Wayne at. Where yeah, he at though?
1: <laughs> I like ninety seven to two thousand two Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. two thousand two two thousand three Lil Wayne, but um mystical. I, I love look. I like a lot of um Memphis rap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Love. Uh, I know. I don't know what the beef is, but I love both of them. Young Yo Godwin, I love both of them.
0: Moneybag.
1: Um, yeah love both of them even uh play a fly yeah I, actually, uh, I like i caught him in concert at tsu's homecoming um took a picture with him uh and you know it was crazy he knew who i was mm. i was like Damn.
0: oh he pays attention to the media baby <laughs> yeah he knew who i even was and then young yes he does
1: <laughs> yeah and so i like i like like eight ball
0: yeah
1: you know love them um juicy j Mhm. Love them, but uh, I I don't mind putting on some James Taylor or um or you know some blues. Yeah. I so so I really fell in love with the blues listening to listening to it here, but uh, more so I listen to more jazz than blues. Right. You know I mean?
0: so. Gotcha. Wow. Well, you know what, Jeremy, we have learned so much about you today on the Verbally Effective podcast. I really, really appreciate you for being so transparent and, you know, just giving us a little background into who you really are. And how can everybody follow you and get in touch with you and see you on Facebook, do your thing, Poa Fridays? Let everybody know your information. Uh, uh,
1: Look, you can follow me on Facebook, Jeremy Pierre Fox. Um, also on Instagram, you can uh, what is my Instagram? JP underscore lifestyle 901. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me what's the deal with that. I'll explain it on Instagram. (laughs) Um, also on Twitter, I believe it's Jeremy Pierre Fox as well. On Twitter, Jeremy Pierre Fox. So, but that life, that lifestyle ordeal, look, I believe every man every man should look and smell good. Okay. Look and smell I agree. Good. I
0: agree. I agree. Okay. So I'm sure you you know the ladies will be following for sure. I'm sure the fellas will as well. But I really appreciate you today for joining me on the Verbally Effective Podcast and I wish you the best of luck in your career and I hope you feel better, you know, over there at the house. Feel better, John thank the you so much all right thank you thank you